0: Welcome to the limitation is podcast on this episode. I have a superhuman awesome guest in D green who is more than just a video content creator and you help um, top class people make their message even better than it already is. You travel the world and do loads of other things. We've met through Instagram and I just like what you do. And we got talking and I thought this should be a podcast. So that is why we are here today um i'm excited to see where it goes because i have no plan whatsoever um but for everyone that hasn't met you before d can you give a brief intro as to who you are and what you're about
1: yeah so essentially i help high ticket coaches create high quality video content by hiring a virtual content assistant so As a lot of people, I mean, I first started off by seeing Gary V, Ty Lopez, Gary Cardone, all these guys killing it with their their content. And I was like, I want to do it like that. But at that time, they were like the first people doing it. So there's no information on how to do it. So I had to learn how to use like Adobe Premiere Pro, uh, you know, get Photoshop, get a Canon camera, learn how to do all this type of stuff. And I think that was cool when it's like you're just a content creator, right? And you're trying to grow a following. But once you have like a legit business, it's very time consuming to do all of that at a high consistent level. So I ended up you know, documenting my whole process and hiring a virtual content assistant, which was a lot more affordable than trying to pay thousands of dollars per month to like an agency. And then them only telling me how many edits I could get per month. And then as I was building my coaching program, I realized that's something a lot of people struggle with is not just the editing, but like how do you create videos consistently? And so that's really what I do is I systematize the whole process and help other people leverage that as well.
0: That's awesome. I know every coach that I know is just going fucking hell. It's a brilliant idea. That's that's what I want to be able to do. And I, I know from being a coach, I, I went through the same sort of journey. I was coaching and thinking, seeing the people like Garvey and, and especially Garvey's message of just keep making content. And if he had to add it on, just keep making content and make sure you have a 30 man team behind you to do all the actual work. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> I would be much better than just me believing he was doing what I was doing. And, and, and do you think that a lot of coaches get in their own head with it? And they think they should be able to do more, even though it's impossible to coach work with your clients, come up with the content, record the content, and then do everything else on top of that. Do you think that's something that coaches struggle with?
1: Yeah, I think it's just because you don't know what you don't, what you don't know. It's like, there's things that people do in the fitness industry that years ago, I didn't know that they were using my fitness pal. I didn't know that there was an easier way to track all this stuff, you know, yeah. but they know that. So I think like people that are in this world, one is like Gary Vee. I love Gary Vee. Right. But there's two things that I think is misleading with what he says. One is like just create a bunch of content. And it's like with the hopes that eventually it's going to do something. He never did that. He already had a wine business. So he was creating content. Yes, trying to find his audience, but he knew where he was leading them. Like he already had the business structure, not just like, let me talk about something random. and hope it catches on. And even now it's the same thing. And then I think the other thing that you said is true, even to my knowledge, when he had a wine library TV, he talks about going and getting the camera, but he had that guy that would run the camera and edit, I think those videos for him, even then for the YouTube. And then now he has a bigger team. So I think it's funny when I see people comment on Gary Vee, Ty Lopez, Grant Cardona and all these other people's content. They're like, what are you using to edit this stuff? What are you using to do I'm like, dude, guys, they don't do any of this stuff. They probably don't a lot. Gary Vee is dope because he like gets into it. He knows what's going on. But like a lot of them don't even know how they're creating this content or doing any of it. And I think the thing that I realized is the, the best advice people typically get is go create content, be consistent and add value. Now the how to do it, hey bro, figure that out on your own. So yeah. that's what I wanna help people with um, is really making the content creation process easy to where you understand like the whole uh, thing. And it's not just like go create it and you don't know what to create, how to create it, all of this type of stuff.
0: And I like the idea of you've been a coach and you've been through the journey. So when people come to you and ask you to edit videos or to sort out the content or think about it, you're not a guy that saw space in the market and thought oh i could create this you're a guy that knew it was needed because you personally needed it and had to learn yeah. all the stuff and and you put in the time and the hours because i find that when people come to me for editing videos when they they start to describe what they want but they don't actually know what they're talking about and then when i go is that you've seen that in Grand cardones and it's the emojis and they pop up and yes that is that what and there's some sort of noise and you've been through that whole thing so you're able to like break it down a lot more so whenever coaches come to you do you find that's something that makes them connect with you a bit more because
1: yeah i think the thing that i'm doing differently than what i would say like the typical editors that i've seen is that they're editing your content so let's compare it to somebody that's going to edit a movie for you yeah, you don't have to edit the movie, but if your script sucks and the acting sucks and the movie's not good, now all you have is a bad movie that you didn't have to edit. So yeah. the first thing that I help coaches with is like, we have to figure out what you're gonna be creating. It's not just, oh D, I need the sounds. Like, yes, that I think that's a good selling point. You know, that gets people in the door, but it's like, that's icing on the cake. Like they know what they're talking about. They know what type of content they're creating. They know how to do the hooks and all that type of stuff. So that's like the first thing I'm working with someone on is like, we need to create a roadmap of what you're going to be creating on YouTube, TikTok, and Instagram. And then from there, we'll have someone that does the work for you. It's like building a house. Like you can't just say, go build me a house. You're going to be upset when it doesn't look how you want it. Like, yeah, yeah, you don't have to build it. But if you don't have the blueprint or know what we're talking about, then what are we even building? And I see a lot of people messing up because they go on Upwork or they hire an editor. And like you said, there's like edit video content for me. And then you edit it with something you think that they want based on what they said. And then it's like, oh, I didn't like this. or I didn't like that. And they're like, oh, it didn't work out. And it's like, no, the person was working. Liam was doing a good job. But you just didn't know what you were looking for or what type of content you're trying to produce. So that's always like the first place that I start with is like training their mind of like what it is that we're looking for.
0: I love that idea of doing that because it shows, again you're showing the human side of it. You care about the person because you could, and I know I've turned people away already doing this sort of stuff. It's easy to, for someone to go, here's my content and they send it to you and it's either low resolution, <laughs> it's nonsense what they're saying and you know they're just gonna get a load of grief. Um, you're blessing all of the haters that are giving you grief by your t-shirt, but, you, and then instead of just going, well, I'm just getting paid to edit, so I'm just gonna edit like, what's the old saying you can't polish a turd <laughs> so yes. you just edit it and send it back to them yep you take that with you there and, and it doesn't work the way they thought it would and it's because the content's not engaging would that be a nice way of putting it
1: 100 <laughs> percent. like the thing for me is like I'm never editing anyone's stuff like I don't ever edit actually like I'm helping them go hire somebody in the Philippines that's going to do all this stuff so I'm like there's a couple of ways you could do it. Right. You can go hire an agency or a full time editor, pay them thousands of dollars per month, and they'll probably will do a good job. The only thing that there's two downsides. One, a lot of people are going to cap you of like how many edits you get. So the more consistent you are, the more you're going to pay. Um, and may, depending on your income level, you could be spending that money on ads or maybe you just don't have the five K to spend. Um, so when you go hire somebody at a cheaper rate, it's like McDonald's I kind of compare it to. I'm like, they don't go look for an expert fry maker. They just have a system for making fries. But if they didn't have that system, then now they have to look for someone every single time that knows what they're doing. So I'm like, in order for us to keep it to where you don't have to spend a ton of money and this person can do it effectively, you have to have this system. But by having the system you have to kind of know what you're looking for and then we can give that roadmap to this person now they can just pump it out for you but you have to have an idea of what that looks like first
0: and that's going to save them in the long run as well because they're not sitting down and making because i know i did this when i was starting out i'd set up like i'd hear people like Garvey again saying bulk records I'd bulk record for about an hour and then I'd watch it back and be like, that what am I talking about? None of this is none of this is usable because I didn't have an actual plan. So having you sitting there and helping me write out my plan and actually think about my message and where I want to go. Even people just <laughs> listen to this now, if they're not working with anyone like yourself, they can go, Oh, I never thought of that. So actually plan right. where I'm going with it. Yeah, this. so like
1: what we do with the with our clients is like I give them like the YouTube script to use i give them a script for their reels for the TikTok. so it's not like word by word but it's like this is the framework that you need to use and like that's the thing that i saw again like talking about going through the process that i was missing like i had people that i hired to do my stuff but it's like bro if i don't know what i'm saying in the video i don't know how to batch content now you're just sitting around telling me like yo i need videos i need videos i need videos and i think that's the thing most people get frustrated on it's not really the editing um, because you could probably find someone to edit, you know what I mean? There's plenty of people, yeah. but it's like, you don't know what to create. You don't know what to talk about, how to consistently pump it out. And then maybe even manage that person. So that's like, I would say one of the biggest things that we, that I'm trying to do with people too, is like help them understand like what it is, like how to actually get better at creating this content. Cause it's not that Gary V has a team. Like he's also good at creating like really yeah. good valuable content.
0: Yeah, You can see the people like Gary V when, when they know, they're in flow of conversation and they know this is going to be a clip
1: yeah
0: (laughs) like this is this is where i need to look at the camera and look around because this is going to be a clip so see since you started doing this has would you say it has changed your life in any way from what you were doing when you were sitting on your own trying to do all this stuff to now working with high 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 level coaches has it changed the way you live your life or
1: In, in which place
0: just in general, because I I know personally for myself, I spent a lot of time on my own trying to focus on where I wanted to go and what I want to do and thinking about like the future, where I would be in the future and what I'm gonna do and what life would look like. And then when I started getting into coaching and getting into um, doing videos for people and things, it changed my my way of thinking because Cause i loved what i was doing it just all, all that stuff started to happen fast and i know you travel around quite a bit we were talking about that before so i was just wondering is that something that you did and this is this helps this job is useful for you because you travel or because you had the job and you started to find something that you could niche into and- yeah, think- yeah
1: that is, is this that opened up all those opportunities mm-hmm. so before I was doing it all myself from there. As most people, people notice that, you know, what you're doing. So they ask you to do it. And then I was doing it for people like in, in person in my area in Orlando, Florida. So I'll go to businesses, create the content for them, edit it, all that type of stuff. And then I was telling my wife, I'm like, I'm on the phone, like all day on my computer all day. Like it sucks. I don't like it. And it's like, I felt that I didn't have a job, but I also didn't have my own thing because these people, they don't like the edits. It's like, yo, redo this, redo this, da da And I'm like, I still have a boss i just have more than one bosses like yeah. all these people so i was like i want to have a course where i can help people with this so at first i was going to show entrepreneurs how to do it but with their phone so instead of having to learn how to do Adobe Premiere, you can use it with your phone as i was putting out some this is in 2020 as i was putting out some like information about what i do there was a lot of pastors at the time that reached out like oh our church needs like really good content like we don't know what we're doing so I started working with churches and I would train their uh, like volunteers on how to do everything for the church. And then I started realizing, okay, you know, posting content on a church page isn't the best way. It needs to be on the pastor's personal page and they need to be the ones that are showing their face. Cause people want to know like your personal brand. Yeah. Um, and yeah. then as I was doing that, I realized I was like, man, I'm really capping myself on just the opportunities because even though it's a small niche, um not a lot of them are willing to invest the funds they're not all sold on social media they're not all sold on video content and when I was mentioning mentioning some of this stuff to like other high ticket coaches that I work with like you said they're like I need this and then for the price point that I'm doing it it's like less than what they're selling their programs for so they're like oh let's do it like no question so I'm like I can still help pastors but I think it makes more sense for me right now to work with high ticket coaches that already have the sales systems in place and the money to pay somebody on a consistent basis to be able to edit all their stuff
0: that's brilliant it's like coming from from ireland it sounds like a strange way into social media through through working with pastors um but then i just was thinking about the guy what do you call the guy from think media isn't it think media
1: it's
0: huh? not what he did as well he started off making- yeah i think so church think, and think it right. out. so is that is that a big thing in america then i take it like the, i'm just thinking the most i'm just thinking of how small my town is and there's about five yeah, yeah.
1: It's, it's a bigger thing in america like the church is like just really being going in with media like you have like the big bigger pastors that are like really on social media that'll have like millions of followers that people know and like follow and you know pay big money to you know have them come speak somewhere so um, a lot of them know like, hey, that's what I need to do in order to like reach people. Um, so like, that's just something that they're trying to do. Um, but a lot of them just don't really fully understand the process. And they're still in that mindset of like, we can just have a volunteer do it for free. Yeah. And like, they're just like, and it's like, if you, if you really want to, if you really love the Lord, like you just help us for free. And it's like, that's not really how the world works. So I just got to the point where I'm like, I feel like helping business owners that are already kind of have that mindset is the best thing and just open the net rather than just only focusing on, on pastors and consistently trying to convince them that this is the way that we should do things. But yeah, it completely changed my, my, uh, my life, man. Like I remember just like when we started this, that was my goal was like, hey, I, I created my course. I launched my course in like June or something like that. But I started working on it in, like uh, May or something like that, 2020, and then by January of 2021, we had already broke like six figures. So we were like, let's go. Like me and my wife are like, and our daughter, like, let's go just travel like for like a year and see how we like it. So that, and like we could do that on the road. So we lived in Mexico, lived in Colombia, we're here in Orlando for a little bit, then going like I was telling you, going to London next month. So it's like completely changed like my life for sure.
0: That's awesome it's awesome too that you didn't just stick I find working with clients a lot they they make a goal or, or a business like you started with the pastors and then they think oh because I started this I have to stay here but you had the foresight to go this isn't what I want to be doing they don't have the mindset yeah. that I want and then moving in um just out of curiosity what what sort of clients have you got then because I know there'll be different coaches that listen to this from different arenas and always ask the same question when i talk about videos or i talk with any coaches i wonder would that work for me so what sort of coaches are you working with at the minute
1: so i mean primarily i think like just high ticket if we're talking about a niche just because they have the 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 uh they have the the business in place to where it makes a lot of sense like it can work for other people but if you have a high ticket program let's say three thousand dollars or more it doesn't really matter about the views at this point, because if we can sell one or two programs from your content a yeah. week, you're making ten dollars to $20,000 a month. Whereas if someone comes to me and they're like, I'm trying to sell a $50 ebook, yes, this is going to work for you, but you're if you really, really need money right now, then you need to be running ads or doing something else. And the content is really like just building. It's a long-term game for you. Mm. Um, But really the people that I work with best are people that are super passionate about the knowledge that they know and they want to become an expert in their industry. So it's like, it's a fitness coach that isn't just like, I want to make a bunch of money. It's like, I want to change the way people think and their lifestyle around fitness. I want to change the way people think and the way that they do, They, they operate around money. Or I want to change the way, like for you, I want to change the way women think about this in a certain area of their life. It's not just about money or business. Like you really want to help people, but you want to make money so you can keep doing it. So those are the people I'm like, all right, I'm going to help you get your message out there in video form in front of more of these people.
0: That was something that I overlooked at the start. I wanted to help people so much that I never even considered that I had to make money to live. And then when you make money you can help more people. I just did more and more and like you said like people reaching out can you do this for free? Can you do this for free? And are like, yeah, no bother just because you, you know you're gonna reach um, more people. And then I like the the thinking behind the fact that it's not just content for content's sake, because again, people will reach out. Can you make a video that gets a load of views? And I would ask like, what for? Oh, I want 6,000 views. Your, your videos just for easy math, always get 6,000 6, views. Like, but how does that translate into money for you? The views aren't worth anything if you don't, like have a call to action, or if you don't have a program to right. sell, or you don't have somewhere <laughs> to go with it. So the fact that you're doing, you're working with a higher end people, and that, that's measurable for them. They're able to go, well, we did this much content, it got this many views, the click through rate was here, and now we've sold this many, so we're up on on what we are. And I think, and I could be wrong, but I think that's what a lot of coaches overlook. They just think I need to get a load of views, and I need yeah, no.
1: I think like there's a lot of things that you can measure it by. It's not even really like more sales. It could just be easier sales. So I don't know for me, the past couple of people that have joined my program, they got on the call and they're like, like, you don't need to go through this spiel. Like, just let's just do it. And like, I've seen so much of your content. They're like, bro, I see like three of your videos every day I see your YouTube videos. So it's like, people feel like they know you versus like, other coaches i know like they never put out any content everything is only in the dm so when they talk to people there's like oh i gotta think about it or i don't know or i'm not really feeling this person so like there's other things other than views it's like are people are more people becoming comfortable um you know joining your program is it easier is there more people like in the comments saying that they appreciated this this content are you growing your personal brand are you getting opportunities to speak at other places getting on podcasts like If you're a boring person and nobody wants to know your information, like they're not going to do what we're doing right here, which is like, come get on a podcast. So I'm like, there's a lot of other things. And like from this, it's like, do we need a ton of views? What if one person listens to this and joins the program, but they don't join today? Maybe it's in two or three months, you know, like so there's a lot of, I think, things in the in the background other than just like did it get 10,000 views, 100,000 views that we should be paying attention to.
0: And it's important what you said there too about what if one person joins your program and it mightn't be for three months because i've had that where people come in and like oh i want to join you i'm like oh just out of curiosity what was it that brought you to me and they'll say something and i my brain will be like when was that exactly i'll I'll be like yeah no and i'm googling myself when did i say that oh that was six months ago or have people that like, um, I released my book and people will come to me and they're like, oh, I got your book. And I'm like, oh, when did you get it? And they're like, oh, when it came out, I'm like, about four years ago, and now you've just exactly. said, like, yeah, yeah, no, I like what you do. Um, so say if I was a coach, and I'm sitting down and I'm listening, and I'm thinking, oh, that's me, I'm like, th- these are the coaches that that I think struggle the most, the ones that hate social media, but know they have to do it. So when they have to do it, they end up just putting out like, um, I would call it a begging post where it's like here just so you know i have a program or i have a space in my pt slots or i have a new nutritional space up so if i was listening and i'm thinking that's me i am the begging coach or i'm the coach that hates social media and doesn't do anything how would you advise me to get started for myself so say even if i wasn't going to hire anybody if i just wanted to get started for myself where would you suggest i make my first jump
1: I think the first thing, and I was just talking to someone else about this today is like people, a lot of coaches are like, you know, I'm really working on my confidence. And then when I feel confident, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, I will challenge you to do it and build confidence along the way. Mm -hmm. So don't be sitting here like, okay, once I become confident, I'll put out the videos. I'm going to listen to these podcasts and consume all this content from Liam. And then once I get all the information, I'm going to do it. It's like, no, like you have what you need. Now you have the phone, grab your phone, record, put it out. It's not going to be good. It's probably going to suck. Not going to get a ton of views, but it doesn't matter. Like the goal now is not the views, it's to build the confidence. So that's the first thing I'll say. The second thing is, I think there's really like two types of of content that I'm even more so learning about. And the first one is just like how-to information, right? So let's say if you're helping someone with with their finances, right? You can just do videos like this, talking and showing them. So it's like, All right, so here's how to budget your money for your next vacation. And then you go into the tips, right? All right, so every time that you get paid, put 10% over to the data. Like, you're just giving them tips. I think the other type of content is demonstrating something. So if you have something that people need to see, you need to show it. So, for example, if you're a fitness coach, everything that you're talking about shouldn't just be you talking like people want to see the workouts. If you're helping people with interior decorating, they they don't just say, here's how to organize your space, like show them spaces that you've done. Like, so for me, what I'm trying to do, and I think that's kind of what even how we got connected is do more content. That's like, here's how to edit this video. Here's how I use InShot. Here's how I do this. And people see that, you know, you're talking about. And I think the thing is most people like I'm giving away too much information it's not, people don't work with you for the information they work with you because they don't want to freaking do it. <laughs> so it's not like, if there's like a car mechanic down the street that put out a lot of content, I'm probably not watching it because I want to do it all on my own. I'm watching it because I'm like, oh, I trust this guy now. So yeah. now that I trust him, let me go in. So that's really what I'm learning. And I'm like, just give away all really all your information, show people how to do it. And then they're going to go, oh, I'd rather work with you because I want you to do it for me. So I think just putting out content, um, going and studying some people in your industry, in your niche that are already doing a good job, getting ideas of what that content could look like. And then either figuring out, do you need to just do content that's like talking, telling people how to do something, or do you need to have something that you demonstrate? And then just start putting it out. Like if you, what I do is on Fridays, I map out like 10 to 15 ideas. Like these are like 30 second videos, like nothing crazy, right? I'm just literally coming up with random ideas. On Monday, pull out my phone, record them. Let's say 30 minutes tops, right? If you're doing that every week, instead of trying to batch it like one time for the whole month, you're going to be so much better by the end of the month and you're going to learn. So it's really just like with consistency, you're going to like 30 to 60 days are going to be so much better than what you were. I mean, that's let's say 10 videos a week for eight. That's like 80 videos, you know, like you're you're getting so much better uh, at, at what you're doing
0: one of the things that, that i would tell clients about batching in a month is when you watch the videos back you're going to say to yourself oh i should have did this better this is what i could do next time but exactly. if you wait a full month you're going to forget all that information you reminded yourself of whereas like yourself you're doing it every week you're like right last week i forgot to put my light on here or i'm going to change the light in here i want this to look a little bit better and um, the there's a load of stuff to unpack and i'm hoping i remember all of it from what you just said but the, the first thing about the Doing it as you build confidence is like that should be the biggest takeaway for anyone that's watching this that's worrying about content. You you get better at any of it by doing it, and especially PTs and stuff. When I talk to them and they're like, No, I'm gonna get confident, I'm like, Imagine if your client, you said to a client, join my gym and they said, no, I'm gonna wait till I'm a bit more confident or
1: tell them more – wait till I'm a little bit more in shape, then I'll come. Yeah.
0: Which happens all the time and they go they go mental and i'm like you're doing the exact same thing when it comes to content and then when you're doing the content like you said you're a lot of coaches will try to keep the secrets back like come to my gym and you'll learn this perfect bicep workout that'll give you the best biceps ever instead of this workout here gives you the best biceps ever if you want to come to my gym and i'll shout at you to make sure you keep doing it and doing it correct then come along if you want to try it on your own try it tag me in it whenever you show it like that's what all the bigger names did like even yesterday I was chatting to my uh, coach for the gym and he was he had done a test from like nine years ago um overhead squat with cattle I couldn't even fucking remotely do it but he, he was doing it but it's from nine years ago but it's because <laughs> the content was good nine years ago and it was a it was a challenge so when it popped up on his news feed and he was like that's a challenge for me and then he'll he'll record it and tag them in it and stuff well he won't because he doesn't do social media much but people that do will, will record themselves doing your move like i did pole dancing for a long time and i'm still part of the community and it's one one I of the things where, <laughs> yeah I, yeah i competed in everything
1: <laughs> like sliding down the pole
0: i but not like a fireman like a sexy fireman like doing i competed in in um, All Ireland Championships, three. Oh, well, you've
1: done so many different things. Bro.
0: <laughs> <laughs> that wasn't just to drop that in there. That well, there was a point yet. My point is that someone <laughs> will do a move, and they'll be like, "Try this move. Try the spatula. It's really difficult." And then my feed just be covered in people trying that move, tagging that person. Uh, that, that person could have hid that move away and said come to my class i'll teach you all these secret moves but instead they're like look at this crazy move and everyone's everyone's on it and then they become known just like that mechanic they become known so if your car breaks down you don't have to think i need to find a mechanic you just remember there's that guy that's always posting mechanical i'm just going to go to him whatever whoever he exactly. does matter you just go to him so i love that idea of just Doing it until you get confident and then like look what happens after. Like look look at the difference in you starting just doing doing it for yourself and now you travel the world and with your Yeah, I think it's your-
1: like that's why I think like you can't fake it. Like you really have to want to help people. So it's like if you want to help people, the thing I realized is like either you can wait until you get a sale and you can and then you can help that person. Or you can just help people every day. Like, just go help people every day. Like, put out a video. It's literally free. Go help somebody. And I think, like, that adds up over time. And that's why I'm saying, if you have a high-ticket coaching program, like, all that stuff is going to start to cash in. And you don't need that many sales every month to change your life. Like, you get, you know, three or four or five sales, like, you're making a, lot, a really good amount of money. Um, and I think it's just that from, it's like, we don't want to, like, share too much or we don't know what to say. And what I'm realizing is, even like the coaching programs that I'm in, like there's times where I'm stuck. I don't know what the heck I'm doing. You know, it's like, it's still difficult. Like if you don't actually know how to do that thing. So I'm like, people aren't really paying you for the information because it's already out there. It's like, they want, they're paying you for like the results. They want you to actually help them. So I think if you can just demonstrate that you know what you're talking about and help people, a portion of those people are going to go, I don't want to do that stuff by myself. So like, let me hire you. But they have to know that, you know, what you're talking about in order for them to want to think that.
0: And I think uh, an add-on to that is that that's how you become a high ticket seller is you get so well-known in your industry that you you're, you get so many people coming to you that you have to put your prices up and your program yeah. gets better because like if we mm-hmm. co- come back to like you were saying, people wait until they're confident before they do a video, yet they'll try to sell you a program of them on video, teaching you something. You're like, well, if you're not confident on video and then the program's going like i have seen some like you go in and they're like can you tidy this up and you're like it's they're chatting to the floor and they're looking around and they're nervous Yeah. you're like
1: if you had to just i think there is it. a lot of that man like I, I really want to change that too i think like i think like mindset is a big factor and i think a lot of the reason why people don't price themselves higher is is mindset they believe people don't have money <laughs> But I think also like we need to make better programs. Like there's a lot of people that are just like, I'm gonna go high ticket. I'm gonna make this money. People have money and it's like, pay me 7K. And if you don't pay 7K, you're not serious. But it's like, uh, is your program actually good though? Like, is it actually worth that? And I think that's another thing that we need to like work on too. It's like creating good content is helping you become a better teacher. So then your course content should be good. And I think a lot of the people that have wanted to join are like, bro, if your course content is even as good as your free content, like I know this, I know we're good. Yeah,
0: Yeah. no, I I totally agree. And you can see it in the content on, on the social media, the the effort they're putting into what they're giving out for free. Like psychologically, you're going to think, well, if they're putting that much effort into what they give me for free, what is the back end going to be like? And I've had that when people join my program and they look and my videos are all filmed professionally, The, 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 the even the zoom like you can change your zoom to make it hd and when i talk to people about that they're like what and the guy you just have to contact them and they'll turn your zoom into H- hd if you're paying for it so you get better quality whenever you're recording here and all the videos that are outside the live q and a's are high quality videos that you would want to see if you like i'd want to see if i bought a course i don't want to land that course and it's someone Sitting out in their backyard and just chatting on their phone with no mic or anything going, yeah. So this is what you need to do today. I want like that's fine when you're doing the live stuff and you're doing um off the cuff. But I think if you're selling the program, especially if you're going high ticket, it has to be it has to look like it's high ticket, it has to look like it's worth
1: you know? I think for me it's like I'm more so like is the information good? Because there's people also that have high quality, and it's like, bro, what are you talking about? You're rambling. <laughs> so like i've also bought i've bought courses from ty lopez where he's literally on his phone and he's just outside but it's like it's what i needed so i think the first thing is like you got to know how to add value and then once you know how to do that then yes increase it and make it look better but i agree though i think there's a lot of courses where i get in there and i'm like bro who taught you how to put a course together like this is unorganized everything does not look good i want my experience when people buy something from me to kind of be like at the apple store where it's like i feel like it should be like an experience it's not just like a I bought this course and like, what the heck is this? <laughs> and I feel like people can't learn, but I think going back to what we were talking about, I, the thing I realized is like, there's so many uh, components to what we do that it's like almost impossible for someone to learn from free content. Like imagine yeah. if, if, for example, like <clears throat> getting below a certain amount of body fat, like getting really in good shape it's not just about working out your biceps. Like now you got to learn about pecs. You got to learn about leg workouts, what days to work out, what to eat, how to count those calories, what foods to eat, where to shop at. So it's like, if someone lands on your YouTube page, like, are they going to actually go through and find every single video that you've ever done and watch them? And on top of that, know how to put them in the exact sequential order. Like, no. So most people, they're going to see like one piece of content, okay, this person's cool. Let me follow them. See a little bit more content. But at this point, I don't think they're watching it to learn. They're watching it to see if they're comfortable with you. Like what I want to work with this person. And then once they're more comfortable, then they're like, all right, let me do this. it's like, it'd be, it's like, imagine trying to put together a high ticket coaching program, only just watching Russell Brunson's content. Like there's so much stuff that it's like, bro, where do you even start? What do you put together when you need help? There's no one to talk to. So I think just getting that fear out of your mind of like, they're, they're not going to be able to achieve like 100% of the results you give them just by watching all of your content.
0: Yeah. And then <laughs> on the other side of that, if they could achieve 100% of what you want them to achieve, that should be all right as well because supposedly we're here to help people and you want people to improve, so if if someone could follow my content and hit all their goals and reinvent their imagination and reinvent the way that they look at the world, and lose anxiety, lose weight, get stronger, get fitter, get healthier, feel like part of a community. If they could do all that, just watch my videos, then that's amazing. But I was just going
1: to I was tra- going to say, well, someone told me not too long ago, they're like, if your business is built around information, that's like a sad business. They're like, they're paying you to have access to you. So like they learn yeah. from your free content on how to defeat anxiety, but now they want to be con uh. You know in a relationship with you where they can actually talk to you and communicate with you so that's really why they're buying the program or buying whatever it is because they want to be more involved in the community
0: yeah i was just thinking of a random thing that's not on any youtube stuff that i would have done but like the shopping. and people struggle like you said they what to eat when to eat how to eat it how to cook it where to find it and one of the things that i used to do with my high-end clients was go shopping with them so before covid mm-hmm. i would go in the shop and then like during COVID, they would just FaceTime me and I'd sit here and they'd be like, Is this all right? And I'm like, put that down. If you have to ask me, is it all right? It's probably not all right. Put it down. <laughs> all right, what about this? And then we'd pick, we'd do their shopping. You're not getting that on a on a YouTube. You could there's loads of people that do that. This is my weekly shop, but having someone there.
1: Yeah, that's that what I mean. There's like different levels of yeah uh, of help that I think people are are seeking.
0: Yeah, like you, you could do that. You could watch me shopping on YouTube. where you can't put up a video. But if I did, you could watch it. But you still being there on your own, you'd go, oh, I'll just pick up these Jaffa cakes. Then. They'll not be too bad. And I'll just pick up this sweet thing. But whenever you're there with them or on FaceTime, they're like, can I have these as well? Are they on your list? No. Are they going to help you achieve the goal you want to achieve? No. Put them back there. So yeah, it's, it's a,
1: accountability that. too. Yeah. It's like, it's easier for me to just grab those chips when you're not there. And yeah. you know, but well, the thing when you're there, and I know like, okay, Leo's gonna check in with me at the end of the month. I feel like that's what I think like people are. Some coaches are missing. It's like your content should really be showing people that you know what you're doing, and that yeah. builds trust. And then from there, they just want to work with you more closely, or they're like, I don't want to do this stuff on my own. Just help me out.
0: So again, I'm just I know I'm trying to think if if I was just listening to this as a coach five years ago version of me i'd be having me light bulb moments so do you think any coach can potentially become a high ticket coach
1: Heck yeah! you just charge more money
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah so it's it's back down to the mindset so i just loved how you answered it so quickly there that that it was a two-word answer and that was all we needed um which shows you, you fully believe it and trust in it so i again i know there's lots of people there's people that reach out to me and they'll say but nobody will pay that for my course you're like well then it's not worth it if you don't believe it's worth it if you wouldn't pay for it yourself then it's then make a better course
1: like yeah there's like so many things you can think of like so like let's say like i think one of the highest selling courses on like teachable or something like that was this lady that was make helping people make like sourdough bread but it wasn't like a high ticket course she just sold a lot of them but let's say if it's like a cheap course right where it's just like hey this is like 297 or something a high ticket course could be like all right there's a program that's going to help you make this bread, but then you also provide everything they need. Like here's the ingredients that you're going to need. Uh, maybe I'll send you some of that, or, Hey, I have my own that you can make. You have like a coaching call where it's like, Hey, I'm going to like walk you through the steps. Or if you have any uh, questions, we can help you. Like there's a ton of things that you can just like keep adding that adds all of that, that value um, for each person, or, or I'm going to have you an accountability partner. So I think really the only difference between a high ticket and just doing something at low scales, like you're doing, you're helping them like throughout the process.
0: Yeah. You're that, that it's that accountability, I think, that a lot of coaches overlook, even personal trainers. What like it's been a long time since I've been in around the gyms with a personal trainer. My mate owns a gym and I get to train on my own whenever he's closed, which is fucking great. But you would have seen them, they are the person's personal trainer for that hour that they are with the person, and that's it. And you're like but the, the person who's hired you believes they have hired you to change their life you can't do that one hour a week and that's why i push any of the pts that i'd be friendly with or work with i push them to do online courses as well like have an online community on top of what they're doing and it means they can charge extra yes but even if it's not about the money and charging extra clients that have access to you and some of your videos and some of your teachings all week instead of one hour a week that makes a massive difference to their results yeah so um whenever i'm just trying to think so whenever i'm starting out now and i'm thinking right i'm i'm a coach and i have everything you said that's what i want to do and that's what i am doing whenever i'm thinking in that frame of mind would you would it be okay for them just to make a switch now instead of going right? I need to like, just to get more confident, but I need, I need to transition into high end. I need to like start to show a bit more and start to do this and start. And then maybe in like six months I'll be high end. Or can we just go fuck this? I'm worth high end. Boom. Let's go.
1: Yeah. I think, I think to a certain degree, right. I'm maybe a, a, depending on your value. And again, excuse me, a lot of it is mindset, but if you're at like 297, depending on what you're doing and just saying, I gonna charge people 10 to $20,000, <clears throat> maybe like a stretch. But I think like the way that you make that switch just overnight is instead of trying to build a course, you just do it for a couple of people. So, for example, if. I had a course on like I'm going to show you how to edit all of your videos. So you're a high ticket coach, you don't know how to edit your videos, but you don't want to outsource it to anyone. You want to do it yourself. I'll show you how to edit everything. Um, here's my course on how to use your iPhone to edit everything. It's 9.97 or 5.97 or whatever. But to go high ticket would be, hey, I'll just edit everything for you. So you pay me, I'll edit everything, I'll send it to you. I'm going to charge you 4K or a thousand a month or whatever that is. Or again, <clears throat> if you're a fitness coach. Hey, instead of uh, you just watching my YouTube course, I'm gonna go to the store with you. So you charge them more money, document the process, and then in the future you'll go maybe down a little bit or the same, and you just give people that documented process with the coaching calls and and the online community and all that stuff.
0: <clears throat> I love that again. How simple you made it because that's why I, I couldn't work out how to articulate the question initially but that's what i know people are thinking well i'd love to go high end it's all right for you guys you know what you're talking about and i've been doing this a long time but like you're saying there start doing a high end for a couple people document it record it turn that into a program and then that's it i think
1: i think the real this is the real answer though if you're a coach and you're wondering how do you go high ticket you go hire a coach to teach you how to be high ticket. That way you can learn the same way that you want people to pay you rather than like, oh, how do I figure this out? Just go pay someone. They're going to take you from selling low ticket to high ticket. Whatever they charge you is going to be like a fraction of what you can make in a year of if you use that information. Yeah. So, I mean, if, if not, I would really check out like Alex Ramosi does a really good job of like in his book, like one hundred million dollars offers. He has a lot of free content on yep that book right there. <clears throat> Get that book um and maybe start there but really I think that's the key like you just find some people that you can actually do it for them and then after you've done it for a couple of people you have some testimonials and then you kind of document that process and then you're selling people a course uh, online co- like coaching calls every week and then a-, a community that goes with it
0: I love the idea of getting the mentor because like it's funny whenever I first started mentoring people and I would say to them like you want to have a mentor it makes life so much easier they would go to me "Ah, but you're just saying that because you want me to pay you like how many mentors have you got and i would be like nine seven it depends like at the minute i would probably say seven depending on what area of my life i want to improve on and that's what what i have noticed is (coughs) Something that every successful coach, every successful entrepreneur, business person, whatever I've worked with, when you chat to them, they have mentors, like they somebody, they either have them at this minute. It's very rare to find one that doesn't have them. But if they don't have them at this minute, then they had had them to get them. Like you said, like how did I get good at marketing? People will ask me all the time, like I hired Neil to teach me how to do marketing because I fucking hated marketing, and I just knew i wouldn't sit like i could sit down and learn adobe premiere for hours and weeks and just enjoy every little nuance and then when it came to learn copy and marketing i was like this is not for me so i need to have somebody that keeps me accountable that they go go and read that or go and do that and look at this and i go and do it and i practice this stuff and i test it otherwise it was it just wasn't going to happen and i i think that's where a lot of people fall down They're they want to wait till they have enough money in their business to hire a business <clears> mentor <throat> instead of working out. How do I hire someone that makes me more money faster? And like, exactly
1: said, do whatever you got to do, Just PayPal, credit, credit card, loan, whatever.
0: Sell some stuff. and as Guy V talks about it all the time, but I say to people all, like, especially when, <laughs> when we're on calls, like this, I can see stuff in the background for a lot of people. I have like, see all that stuff you have in the background. It's eBay. It. Like, like right now I'm
1: at, I'm staying at my aunt and uncle's. Right. So I would literally be talking to people that don't have money. And I'm like, bro, like you don't need all this stuff. You don't okay. need all those little dolls and stuff. Sell so that, but like for me and my wife, literally for the past year, we, everything we owned, we could fit in like one bag. Like we just traveled. So that is how we got to where we're at. Like, I remember like we just invested all the money that we had in a business coach and I was like, I want to literally sell all my stuff and travel. That way i never have that as an excuse. I don't want the reason why I wasn't successful because I want I wanted to pay for a freaking China shelf or a bookshelf and some little dolls. And that's what people do. And it's like, you really aren't going to invest in a coach to help you make more money. But yet you have all of these shoes, all of these clothes that's like, it's not helping you get anywhere. So I think like that's always, and that, that was one of my frustrations, I think when I was working with pastors. So I'm like, You're saying that you want to help people not go to hell. Like, that's what you're claiming (laughs) that you're doing. Yeah. But the reason why you can't do that is because you don't know marketing. You don't know how to reach people. But the reason why you can't get help with that is because you want to make sure that you have a comfortable car to drive and nice food to eat all the time. I'm like, there's no. But then you're going to tell us that we need to sacrifice. Yeah. And it's like, bro, that doesn't add up. And I think that's why a lot of people... not to go down that rabbit hole, but I think that's why a lot of people feel the way they do with like religion. So I just think in general, it's like, you have to think about like, what is it that you're willing to sacrifice to get where you're at? Cause it's really not a lot of money. I mean, even if like for me, I paid over 10 K for like a business coach and people are like, that's a lot of money. And I'm like, yeah, but I make over six figures a year with our coaching program. Would you pay me 10,000? If I was going to give you not like a hundred in return, you know, like yeah. that's wait, well, how much did your college degree get you? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> So, so they just do I, the I motto or just, something exactly. So <laughs>
0: betting horses or something that that's not pure fire. <laughs> right. Um, so what what's it like then to be someone that lives a nomad lifestyle? I suppose then, or would you be? What what would you consider yourself? Nomad, minimalistic, like you have a enough stuff. I, I
1: guess like the the term would be digital nomad. I guess for lack of better way to describe it, but it's awesome, man. I think like as Americans, or or maybe just people in the world in general, it's like, based on who you are, this is what you're supposed to do. So it's like, as a black man in America, this is how I'm supposed to think. And this is how the world is. But it's like, maybe I resonate more with people in Ireland and that's the people that I would feel more comfortable with. That's the people I would be able to flourish around, feel more fulfilled around and be able to perform at my highest level. But a lot of people never go uh explore or go try to to find that out so we're just like this is how the world is and it's like bro ireland's so little the city that you're in the united states is so little there's a huge world out here that's not the way the world is that might be how it is where you're at there but go see how other people live how other cultures are and i think what i wanted to do is see how other people live put in combine all of that and take the bad away take the good keep it and then just figure out places that allow me to live at like my highest uh, performance and so I was just like I don't think that the U.S. is necessarily that for me and I just like to again I think it goes back to like we're talking about like helping people I just like to talk to not just on social media but people in real life so it's cool to like, for you, it's like have friends in Ireland, in Colombia, in Mexico, in Italy, in, in Canada, and in all these different places, and, and I think it's just like, we're all, you know, helping each other, but it's, it's been amazing, man, just like seeing different uh, cultures, different people around the world.
0: Where's the your favorite place you've ever been?
1: I don't know, man, like, I, I, in my, like, if I had an answer to answer that, if they like put a gun in my head and like, you have to answer this in like one second, I would probably just say Paris. Like, I really liked it there. I don't know. It's just like the the vibe the uh, of everything. But over the past year, I might say Mexico City.
0: Cool. That's quite, quite the contrast as well. Yeah. yeah. Which I suppose is the point of being a digital nomad. You get that contrast and mm-hmm. that idea. Like, it's such a hard thing to get through to people that you, when you stay in your town and you haven't been anywhere, wherever you've grown up, you live in a bubble. Like you, you live, yeah. You, the, the world that, like, with Ireland being cross-community and and having the troubles and everything, there's people that live in certain areas, even if my town that live in a bubble within the town, and the town's like sixty-five thousand people or something like that, and they still live in even. And you're like, if you would just go across the road and chat to some of those people. Your life would massively open up and change. So, the fact that you're doing that, and, and again, it all comes from you're not going to be able to do that working at McDonald's.
1: Like right.
0: Being a, a fries expert or whatever it was that you said at the start. A fryologist. Uh, a <laughs> So, yeah, that's nah. what
1: they're
0: called, yeah.
1: I don't uh, know what they're called. Well, yeah, it makes so much sense, bro. So, I don't know. I'm just like that. I really it just opens your eyes. Like there's just different ways people think the way that they view different things. Uh, For example, it's like the government is always about, it's like, no, you're a government. That doesn't mean that that's how it is all the time. Or we'll be like, people are. And it's like, no, that's how people are there. It's very different if you go to other places. So yeah, I'm excited to just like keep exploring. Like we're supposed to be going to London next month. I want to go to Ireland eventually, like Scotland, Switzerland, like just really check when it when you're check in out london
0: it. it's not that far like an an hour on a plane will take you to ireland from london so
1: do it it's probably like super cheap too right
0: it probably cost if you book in a, enough advance it'll probably cost you about 35 pound which would be less than 70 dollars
1: see if I, i'm in orlando miami is in the same state like three four hours away but on a plane like an hour and it's like four hundred dollars five hundred dollars
0: yeah uh, I've been to Florida once it's the only real holiday I went on when I was 18 Disneyland obviously we went to Disneyland and um, world Disney World yes land is in Paris world is in Florida No,
1: lands in uh land is in California I think that I think they have one in Paris too
0: well I know my sister goes to Disney she's actually going to Disneyland this month as well she goes every couple of years here is no uh, world Disney World they're all the same to me she's going to Florida <laughs> to Disney I just can't handle heat like I walked outside we landed in Boston we landed in Boston and I I wanted to be able to say I was in Boston so I walked out of the airport just on the Boston Street so I could be like I've been to Boston because it's the American Irish capital and I thought somebody just punched me in the face the heat hit me that hard like I was like I have to go back inside and we tried to play basketball in Florida me and Neil I was with his family a friend of mine and we ended up just sitting on the ground rolling the ball to each other because it was too hot bro
1: it's brutal the first day I don't know if it's the first day but I'm from Indiana so it's like we get like in the negatives of Fahrenheit so when I came down here my cousin was like come play basketball with us so we were just like playing like all day and I got in the car and I drove home and like I was just throwing up like while I was driving like I was just like, bro, I've never been like this dehydrated. Like, I didn't even know what to do. Like, I'm driving, I'm on the road, and I, like, luckily I had like a towel to like, for the sweat. But I'm like, oh my gosh, this was like crazy. And they're like, yeah, you can't do that. you like, you have to have consistent water. You have to take breaks. Like, you can't just play all day like you can in Indiana when it's like, you know, 40 degrees Fahrenheit outside. So it, it gets crazy.
0: That's information you could have done with before you started playing that.
1: Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly.
0: Yeah, uh, I just realized that I've, took a lot of your time up. I really appreciate it. Um, so I'm going to round it up here and I'm sure we'll get chatting again and we we'll could bring you back to when people come back with questions for anyone wanting to get in touch with you. Where is the best way to find you?
1: Yeah, just type in D green anywhere really D to E's green with the E at the end. So green like the color E at the then. So on Instagram at D green, YouTube D green, TikTok D green and then or go to my website. I think all my links are on there. So it's like D to E's and then d e and then green like the color but with the e at the very end
0: i'll i'll tag everything anyway just or i'll link everything anyway so it makes it easier for people to find uh i really appreciate you thank you very much i really enjoyed that conversation and for everyone listening have a super awesome day whatever you get up to and i will speak to you soon
1: thanks for having me on man